is Saturday morning to everybody, and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can, of course, phone call Rob very easily. 860-413-3938. Check him out online at www.robgw.com. Well, Rob, how are you there, my friend? Doing well, Gary. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I am peachy. I am peachy. How are you? Good to hear. Hey, man, doing well. Living to see another day. Oh, that's well, that's what it's all about. You're on this side of the ground, right? <laughs> that's what they say, yeah. So how goes the, uh, oh, I, I kind of know the answer to this question. I hate to even ask you, but you're more the authority than I am. Uh, how goes the real estate mortgage market? <laughs> I hate to ask. I, I mean, I, I think it's going pretty well. I've seen the last couple weeks definitely a little bit of a shift in the sentiment, uh, more towards home buyers. I've seen some buyers that have been in the game for a while, you know, multiple rounds of pre-approvals, uh, finally get offers accepted. So I saw this happen last year around this time. And I'm seeing it again this year, and I mean, I think we pretty much predicted it, that that this was going to happen, because it's the normal seasonality, you know, and all the normal stuff that goes on regardless, and that's happening as it usually would, which is creating these opportunities and these advantages. And uh, as crazy as it may seem, you know, we actually saw the rates tick down last week for the first time, so that was nice. But uh, they're not back in the 3% range yet. We're still holding our breath for that one. I like you saying yet because that shows to me that there you're saying there's a chance. Right. <laughs> Might not be for a while, but um didn't we flirt with like eight percent for a little while and then it went we, then it yeah, went back down to that seven? Was the thing. So we hit, you know, the the recent high in rates. I believe the average rate in the United States was a little over eight percent a couple weeks ago. And uh, you know, then we We've seen it now come down about a half a point where the average rates are closer to, like, in the 7.5 range. So you know what? That's a step in the right direction. Have we seen the top of rates? I mean, I don't know. I'd like to think so. I know a lot of people are calling for it. The jobs numbers are starting to show some softening, which is what the Fed's looking for. So maybe we turned a corner, but they always go up faster than they come down. Like, that's what I've found. Hey, listen, you're doing something right because I would say just since last weekend when we chatted last, I probably have spoken to about four or five real estate agents, and they're all telling me, I mean, and this was at different times. This wasn't all at once. Um, yeah, it's slow, and it might. It, somebody's been doing it for 10 years. They said it was the slowest year they've ever had. Others are saying, you know, they're they're hoping for better next year and this time this time of year is even slow even on good years so if you're telling me that you're cooking with gas over where you are well you got to share your secret my friend well that's what today's show is all about really is the winning mindset because that's the secret is the mindset of buying a home and i wouldn't have even thought a couple years ago that it played in that much but i think lately because it's been so tough for home buyers the mental game is more important than ever, and there's a lot of psychology involved now with buying a home that I, I don't think was as top of mind as it is today. There's a lot more resiliency you need now 
sure. uh, that Makes you didn't sense. need before. So, you know, that's the segue of, of the secret. That's what today is about, is, is getting that winning mindset to buy a home, because that's the difference between success and failure in this market for a home buyer is going to be your mindset. The amount of people that get their offers accepted one week into the home buying process is little to none. Whereas maybe back before 2020, I saw that happen, you know, all the time, right? Someone would get pre-approved, go out that weekend, see three or four homes, put in an offer, and lo and behold, their offer is accepted and they're moving forward with a home buying process. That is just very, very seldom nowadays, Gary. Really, really is, so as you know. what does having a winning mindset, though, mean for someone who's just looking to buy a home? I mean, I know, I know very positive people, but then... They look. Uh, there's only so much they can control in the housing market if the inventory is just not there or the interest rates are just so high. Uh, it's beyond their control. How do you re- how do you maintain a winning mindset when looking to buy a home? So I think even still today, there's too many people that are not prepared and they think that buying a home is as simple as maybe getting a coffee at Starbucks or buying a uh, laptop off of Amazon, right? And it's a way more complicated than that. Then when you put the emotions and the stress and the uh, mental part of it, it's, you know, there's so much going on that you have to be prepared. So I would say that's a big piece of it is being prepared and also being proactive in the process. So constantly pushing forward in the process, making sure that things are staying on track, knowing the next step and moving towards that. That's a, a winning mindset for sure. The other thing is adaptability. You have to, in this market, be adaptable. You're probably not going to get everything on your, on your list of must-haves. You just need to understand that that's the game that we're playing right now with limited inventory. So you need to be very adaptable, not only in the property that you're looking at, but also the locations that you're considering. And you want to be flexible because when you have that flexibility, then it makes it a lot easier to stomach maybe not getting everything that you want, right? So understanding this mental part of it and that this is the game now is so important because otherwise you're going to be devastated. You're going to be, you know, mentally beaten up after one or two offers don't come in, you know, to your favor. So keep a positive attitude. You want to make sure you stay informed through the process. And lastly, you want to stay focused. Keep your eye on the prize. All right, so <laughs> there's a boy. You gave me a lot there to to, to play with. Um, when you say you're not going to get everything that you want, I mean, are you talking about the interest rate, or are you talking about the house and the amenities in the home, or are you talking about everything? And I mean, and there is what can you compromise on? You know, now that I mean. If 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 uh, if you want a fireplace and a house doesn't have a fireplace, that's not something you can just add down the road. I mean, either it has it or it doesn't have it. So, right. What does that so, mean? Then? I mean, I guess I'm really talking about the property piece and not the financial piece when it comes to settling, because like we've talked about extensively, the financial piece can be changed and redone and reconfigured over time. You have way less control over the financial piece than you do, you know, what city you live in or what house you buy, right? Because you have direct control to say, I want to do this or not. But you can't do something as an individual buyer yourself 
that's going to make a significant impact in, you know, what rate you're getting, okay. right? So, sure, you can do buy-downs and things, but overall, you're not going from getting a 7% rate to getting a 3% rate. That's just not happening. So what, you need to accept that, and the flexibility needs to really be coming around the location of the property, the uh, amenities of the property. Like you said, you want a fireplace? It doesn't have a fireplace. Well, if that's a make it or break it for you, you may not be able to buy a home in this market because the people I'm seeing that are winning and succeeding and offers are getting accepted, they're the ones that are moving forward and they're pushing forward because they're flexible. You know, I, I can't tell you that you're going to get your dream home right away, but you need to also look at real estate as stepping stones. Most people don't get their dream home on the first one. Yeah. And I'm talking to the first-time buyers out there that may need to start with a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom home, and they're not immediately going to get that four- or five-bedroom forever home. So those are the things that I'm talking about settling on, knowing that real estate is a long game and that your first home or maybe even your second home may not be everything that you want. Want it to be so. I know, guess it. Your de- eyes out. I guess it depends where one is in life. As you said, if someone's a first-time buyer, how can right. one mentally prepare though to navigate, you know, the competitive housing market with a, with that winning mindset you mentioned? Yeah. So I think something that has happened recently is that there's been a reality check with home buyers because we've been in this market, this tougher market for, you know, well over a year to two years plus now, right? So it's finally like, okay, this is the new normal, as they say. And I think the home buyers that I'm seeing that all have that winning mindset today and are winning in the market is that they're actually being realistic about the market conditions. They're not complaining about the interest rate that they're getting now because they know the long game of how that plays in. They understand what their long-term goals are, and they have those set, and they also realize where the property that they're buying now plays into their long-term goals. So that's a big part of the mental preparation is look, like stepping back for a minute and looking at where does this house fit in your long-term financial plan. And when you really look at that, it can help you get really clear and focused. The other thing is the trade-offs. You know, understand the trade-offs of, okay, yeah, I may take a higher rate now, but I'm going to get a better price. Or I may be paying more for a property, but it's going to have everything that I want. So know what you're getting into. Know those trade-offs. And I'm finding most buyers now are making those tough decisions where they're saying, hey, I'm not going to get the house that I really want, my, my perfect home, because I know financially I'm not there. I can't make it work. So I'm going to settle for something a little bit less. I know that in life people say don't settle, you know, always want the best for yourself. That's fine, but that's not the winning mindset of real estate in 2023, okay? You're not going to win playing hardball and having that hard-headed mentality, that entitled mentality where you aren't flexible. That's not going to work. Being patient, this is probably the number one thing that I can tell everyone listening right now is being patient as a winning mindset, as a winning attitude, because... Patience right now is key because there's so few properties available, so you have to be patient, right? Looking at the first page of Zillow isn't going to necessarily get you the house that you're looking for. So know that there's properties coming on and off the market all the time. You need to be decisive, and that goes along with the patience. So when you're patient and then you do see what you want, you do see that opportunity, you need to move forward full speed ahead, like eyes wide open, 
to rock, everything ready to go, and I, you know, decisiveness is so important so you can act swiftly. That's what's going to put you at the top of the stack and put you in the running to get that home. And the last one is positive affirmations and stress relief. So I know it's cliche, but a lot of mental health professionals talk about, you know, positive affirmations and talking to yourself in the mirror and, you know, staying positive with your attitude. Whatever works for you, you know, whatever keeps you in that positive attitude and the stress relief is huge, too. If you need to get a massage, you know, to relieve stress, if you have something that you do, like maybe a daily walk or working out, something that's going to help you get that stress relief. It is stressful buying a house in any market, especially right now, but implementing what we're talking about can really help you have that mindset to win. Well, I'm good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like me, so... There you go. I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to use that. But listen, I mean, um, I, there usually is only one page on Zillow. That's the sad thing. The inventory is so minimal um, in many of these communities. Right. But, I, you know, it's hard to fight somebody who may be a little older and they just want what they want, you know. Uh, so what role does financial planning play in maintaining a positive mindset through the home buying process? So like we were talking about, a big piece of that mindset is preparation. So financial planning plays in because it secures your budget and it kind of underpins those emotions. So there's really two ways that we make decisions, emotionally and logically. And the financial planning part helps with the logical part, right? Because one plus one always equals two, no matter what. So we know if we have the financial planning part in play, and it really is like your pre-approval is what we're talking about in the context of buying a home, and where that home fits in your like retirement plan, in your overall financial plan. So if you can have that clarity to know where that, where that is and where this process is going to get you in the end, that's going to help you get through the hurdles. That's going to help you get over the speed bumps. And the detail of the plan, the more detailed it is, the more it's going to help alleviate stress and concern. Because when I talk to home buyers today, every single day, about what they feel in the context of buying a home, a big part of it is not knowing what to expect. A big part of it is worry about the process and things that could go wrong. Mm. So having that detailed plan, knowing exactly what the next step is going to be, is really going to help you to keep your feet on the ground, right? And know, hey, I'm at a specific point now in the process, and I know what's going to happen next. The last part of this is going to be the winning team, okay? The important part of financial planning in the context of buying a home is the team that's behind you because the plan doesn't come together on your own. In the context of buying a home, your team is that wealth team, that mortgage lender, that real estate agent or real estate pro, your real estate attorney. You know, those are going to be your keys, and then behind them, your financial advisor, CPA, etc. So this team behind you is what's got to give you that confidence to be able to move forward every day because you may be doing your job and doing your thing but the people on your team should be making sure that that home buying process is humming along in the background so keep that in mind when you're setting up your team and make sure that you have confidence in the people that you're you're putting on there for sure Uh, amidst all these rejections or hurdles or hoops that people have to jump through how can a hopeful homeowner a hopeful homeowner maintain their winning attitude yeah so i would say the number one thing is to adopt a resilient mindset that's Mm. huge you have to be resilient in this market and understand that 
you know, this is like normal and customary in the market for you to have to put in many, many, many offers, right? Not one or two. Like, it could be dozens of offers. I've had people put in 20-plus offers before they get one accepted. Uh, it may not have to go that far, but just know that the resiliency, every single offer that you put in is a step forward. It's a step in the right direction. It's a step towards achieving your goals, right? So make make that known to you, your team, everyone involved, make that known to your own heart that you're going to be in this and that you're going to have that resilient mindset. Use the rejections that are going to come up as opportunities to learn and adapt. Now, this is something that I had to learn really the hard way when I started out in, the, in uh, you know, sales and marketing when I was really young. And I had a lot of problems with rejection. And when I've seen a lot of home buyers that give up quickly, it's because of the emotional abuse they feel when they're rejected. So really there's a lot of mental uh, aspects to that, psychological aspects to that. We don't even have time to unpack in this episode. But what it comes down to is that, especially if you're not someone that has to face rejection on a daily basis in your job or career, when it does happen in the context of buying a home and achieving your financial goals, it hurts bad, right? It's like somebody slapped you in the face or kicked you in the stomach. And you just want to give up and curl up and go away. But know that part of the rejection is every no is closer to a yes. Every time that you get rejected, learn from that rejection, adapt from that rejection, and take a long-term view so that you know where that rejection plays in. And it's one of those things where people look back and go, all those rejections, all those offers that didn't get accepted, there was a why behind that. There was a reason behind that. And the reason got them to where they are today, which is getting into the home that they want. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Easy to contact Rob. If you'd like to go online, you could head on over to his website at robgw.com. You can also give him a buzz, 860-413-3938. By the way, I'll repeat both of those points of contact. I'll even throw in a free email address more towards the end of the show. Could you, um, Rob, can you share any strategies or, I don't know, maybe even some advice to uh, in order to keep a positive mindset, especially especially during a bidding war? Because it's really the, the unknown. You know, you, you get these bidding wars and you got a lot of multiple offers that are coming in. How do you, ma- how do you remain positive? Yeah, yeah, this is really common nowadays, especially. I think almost every attractive property has multiple offers coming in, right? Mm. So this is where that preparation is key, having that strong pre-approval, that team behind you, so that you know your limits. Because what happens in a multiple offer situation is you have to put your money where your mouth is which means you have to know what can you do financially to move this deal forward. Maybe it means putting a bigger deposit down. Maybe it means a shorter closing timeline. Maybe it means paying a higher price or adding appraisal gap coverage in. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can go, but all of that requires knowledge, and that knowledge is going to come from that thorough pre-approval, that preparation. So, you know, in a bidding war scenario or in multiple offer scenario, like I would tell you, get your lender, get your advisor on the mortgage side involved very, very early in that bidding war because they can help you strategize and figure out different options, different ways that you can make it work in your favor. Um, Having backup plans Mm -hmm. is something that I believe is an important piece to discuss now in this, 
unique market we're in. When I talk about backup plans, I mean maybe you have a family member that can give you a little bit extra money to make a deal work. Maybe you're able to pull some money from an account here or you have an old retirement fund or something, so you can put a bigger down payment and you can win that deal. Or maybe you have the ability and some flexibility in your timeline to be able to close. Any of those factors can make it so you win that deal over another home buyer, over a competitor. Okay, so those backup plans, we didn't really need to use, didn't really need them in the past. Now it can be make it or break it on getting that deal because by using the intelligence of your real estate agents and what they're able to find out, as well as your lender, sometimes we can craft the perfect deal for the seller to accept, even if it's not the highest price offer. You just have to know what that seller's looking for and, again, the intelligence of your realtor. So one of the things that I've been doing is reaching out to the listing agents directly and vouching for that pre-approval for my buyers. This is something that it's one of my secrets. It's one of the magic things I do for my buyers that sets us apart. It's one of the reasons why we have such a higher probability of getting offers accepted versus any other lender halfway across the country or really anywhere else in the state. People aren't taking that extra time to vouch and say, hey, I vetted this buyer. Here's our relationship. Here's what we've done. Here's how I'm certain that they're going to be able to close on your property. And a lot of the time, that extra comfort level, again, it can be the difference between failure and success in this market. Do you have any tools or, I don't know, maybe the better word is approaches that can help someone, you know, to stay focused while managing some of the negotiations or or maybe even renegotiations? during the home buying process? Yeah, so home buying has a lot of steps, obviously. So you want to stay organized during the process, uh, depending what everyone's in a different position of what works for them. So, you know, maybe you use a notepad, maybe you have an app on your phone, or you use something in your email. You need something to stay organized during the process with your deadlines, with the calendar, you know, with all the information you're going to be getting. Uh, we, you know, at least on my side, we try to be keeping our home buyers updated at least one to two times a week during the process at minimum so they know exactly what's going on. How do you want to get those, uh, how do you want to get that information, right? Text message, email, etc. Another thing to stay organized with is your must-haves, your non-negotiables. Make lists. When you're looking at properties, consider journaling. I've heard a lot of successful home buyers in this market that they use journaling. So when they're in a property, they're writing down a lot of information about the property in their journal um, so that they really know how they felt when they were in the property. Hello? To them, what they liked and disliked, so they can maintain objectivity during the process. It's really hard to think back when you've gone and seen all these properties. Uh, another piece is trusting your realtor, trusting your agent, trusting all your advisors and your lender to help you through the process, and also understand that setbacks are normally um, just a stepping stone to success. Yeah, but when you're faced with rejection or a, or maybe even a, a failed bid, I mean, you've got to be able to offer some recommendations to, to people to keep them, you know, to keep to maintain their enthusiasm and the drive that's alive, right? That's right. That's right. So when you get that rejection and you have that failed bid, you need to, again, look at it as a stepping stone. Reevaluate the strategy. Don't let it discourage you. Know that it happens to everyone. And then just go refine your offer. Don't just give up. 
Find out why wasn't the offer accepted? What can we do to get it accepted? How can we change this around to make it more attractive? Uh, as I said earlier, stay flexible and stay vigilant. Don't just say, up, oh, I'm out. That deal didn't work. See you later. You don't know the next deal that comes up on the market, the next property that comes up could be the... Yeah. ...and keep looking and learn from each experience to strengthen your next bid. I've seen people put in lowball offers and they get, uh, you know, denied right up front. And then they go, whoa, okay, wait, I guess this is different than I thought. And then the next deal, they put in a really strong offer and it gets accepted. Don't play those games. You know, know that this market is going to require strong offers. It's going to require the resiliency we were talking about. And, you know, move forward, eyes wide open, and don't look back. All right, so I've only got a couple of minutes remaining. In your experience... What differentiates successful buyers from those who are struggling with their mindset during this home buying journey? So the number one thing is the the patience. Mm. A lot of first-time buyers especially think it's going to be so quick and easy to find a house. It's not right now, so you have to have the patience. That's a winning uh, factor for sure. The resiliency, especially when it comes to the rejection and, and getting offers denied, understanding the dynamic nature of the market, realizing that the real estate market is constantly shifting and changing, and understand where we're at. Don't be in denial about it. Know where we're at and use that to your advantage. Don't, don't look at it as a negative. Be adaptable, willing to explore different options, whether that be different loan programs, different areas, different property types, etc. And I would say number one item to think about on this is don't be driven by emotions. You know, make decisions logically. Don't let the stress and emotion take you over. How about your mindset? How does how does your mindset affect your approach to the mortgage application and a and a, even the approval process? And I've only got like yep. a minute, maybe less than. Okay, so the mindset for the mortgage application and approval process is important because when that's done, you're going to have the confidence in your financial position to move forward. That's where we can poke holes in all the issues that can come up during the mortgage process and make sure that you have the ability to be able to move forward with what you want when it comes to buying a home. So understand the process with your lender. Know what all the steps are so that you feel prepared, and then remain proactive and engaged in the process. We're going to need information. We're going to need documents. Documents. There's going to be different things that we're going to require during the process. So if you can stay engaged with us during the mm-hmm. process, it makes it a lot more fun. It makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot more stress-free. I, I would agree with that, actually. Great advice. Folks, you've been listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. If you'd like more information on this show or any of the others that we do each and every Saturday morning, simply uh, head on over to Rob's website. It's www.robgw. Com. If you've got a question that you'd like to have answered uh, right here on this show, on these very airwaves, simply uh, email us at mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. If you'd like to schedule a consultation or just maybe ask Rob a personal, uh, you know, maybe you've got a personal issue or a question that you'd like to have asked, um, simply give him a buzz, 860-413-3938. Let me repeat that for you. I'll say it a little slower if you want to write it down. Um, 860 860- Four one three, thirty nine, thirty eight. I would say uh, make that call um, immediately. Uh, for Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to the Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long. <laughs>